0: So tell me what it was like when you were graduating from high school and college. What were those years like
1: for you? I actually didn't graduate from high school. (laughs) I got kicked out of high school. My high school years were pretty colorful years. I was not walking with God in those years, was not a believer. My dramatic conversion takes place right after high school. And so I ran in a pretty rowdy crowd and... What was crazy about, like, my high school experience was I love learning. Like, I loved it. And I actually had a 4.0 when they kicked me out of high school. But the thing was, I just wouldn't go. I just wouldn't go to class. You know, we'd cut class and go to the park and play Frisbee or cut class and go to the beach or just go to somebody's house and party. And they didn't really know what to do with me because I was sort of this anomaly of good student on paper. But kind of wild student and never showing up to class. And so I got kicked out of high school and I, I wish – I wish at that time in my life I'd have had somebody speaking into my life, just a little common sense. Just – I mean really, I think a little bit of direction would have gone such a long ways. Friends, welcome to the Ransom Heart Podcast. You're jumping in on a conversation – Between me and my son, John Eldridge, Sam Eldridge here in the studio, we just got into a conversation about finding your way, and it just seems like that's such a common theme to humanity wherever you are in life. There's just always that process of trying to find your way, right? You got things to figure out and sort out, and just looking back on some of those earlier years, I wish I had had... I wish I had had somebody to speak into my life and to show you how powerful that was. I had one one high school teacher that I just loved. I was really into theater, like acting and theater and was my joy and my big thing in high school and went to high school in Southern California. And so you do kind of have the influence of the Hollywood culture there. So back then, at least, a lot of the theater departments, they took it really seriously. Like it was a big deal. And so – I got kicked out of high school in my junior year. I ended up just testing out. I took the GED and got a high school diploma, but my drama teacher, God bless him, Tom Payne, wherever you are, God bless you, cuz he tried to kind of put his arm around me. He saw me sort of spinning off, you know, the deep end, and he pointed me in a direction in theater. He knew I wanted to go into it as a profession and he just gave me a little bit of counsel, not a lot, but it ended up being defining for me for the next couple of years in my life and was super helpful to have have somebody yeah, that's huge. offer something. Right.
0: I actually just had lunch with an old high school friend. I actually grew up with him, so even before high school. It was really good to see him, really good to hang out, hear a little bit about his life. And actually what became pretty apparent is that he's struggling, like, you know, just trying to find his way. The girl's a mess. The work is a mess. He feels like he's on his own. And I think that's true of a lot of guys that we either feel like we should be trying things on our own or that we have no other choice. And at the end, we're all just really looking to find our way. And it really – it can feel like bushwhacking without any words. Doesn't it?
1: And it does feel like this double bind. It feels like you're on your own. It's the negative side of that. But on the other side, you kind of want to figure it out on your own, right? Of course you you, do. And I think that's the double bind bind of young men and women growing up in our culture right now. We don't live in a culture of elders. We don't live in a culture that really honors gray hair. You know, youth is what we celebrate, the excitement, the adventure. And so there's this idea that, yeah, get out there, figure it out on your own. And that can feel thrilling for about a month. Right, yeah, and, and then, then it's just terrifying, oh man, and then it's just so hard, whatever your age, wherever you are in life, trying to figure stuff out, and I think the power of God speaking into your life through another person is really abundant, like I think it's more readily available than people think, you know, we cry out for mm. we cry out for God for direction, we cry out for God to speak into our lives and Rather than you know meeting the burning bush or hearing maybe a powerful prophecy over our life or hearing something directly from God, I think far more common what happens is he brings someone along to speak into your life, yeah, isn't that true it I totally mean like is. back in college for you, I know you had a a couple influential experiences like that,
0: yeah, your story of just hearing about your friends, maybe think of the seniors when I was a freshman in college who would give the repeated advice of study what you love, like dive into that for your time because you're going to be spending a lot of time in it. And it felt so contradictory to what everybody else was telling us, like do the business track, do what makes sense, do what's going to make money, get a job. And then here are these seniors saying, actually do what you love because that's really going to be what's good for your soul. And it was so surprising and yet so powerful to even have guys three, four years older than me telling me to do that and it was permission to go and follow that. It was and when huge. you're
1: a freshman, you don't know nothing.
0: Yeah, when you're a freshman, those <laughs> senior guys are like God, so that is the writing on the wall.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then okay, so my college years, tested out of high school, took the you know, the college diploma exam, it was called the GED back in my day, and and then went into theater for a couple years. And then had a really dramatic experience of God using someone to speak into my life. I became a Christian, and that's that's a story for another podcast. But pretty dramatic encounter with Christ and pretty radical conversion. People who knew me in high school, when they heard that I became a Christian, just couldn't believe it. Hmm. Kind of like that idea of the gifts of God and the calling of God are irrevocable. Like I was a very persuasive person in – High school, I used to hunt down Christians and talk them out of their convictions. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, pretty radical encounter with Christ. Then trying to figure out, now what do I do with my life? And I was still living at home, and my mom was saying, you ought to go to college. You ought to go to college. You're a smart young man, and you're wasting your time. And, you know, of course, as a young man, you do not have ears for that. So I went to what was my very first Bible study. Yeah, mm. went to the college group that Craig McConnell was leading. Crazy. Isn't that at Sierra Madre Congregational Church? May they be forever blessed. And it was my very first experience. You know, I was in a home, and it was on a Thursday night, and it was the college group Bible study. And it was my age group, so I went. And, and the guy was teaching on guidance, like finding God's will for your life, guidance, counsel, direction. And he said, look, God's going to use people to speak into your life. And he said, let me give you an example. Maybe you're wondering like whether or not you should go to college. And maybe your parents are saying to you, you should go to college. Like You should go do that. I mean, you you could have heard my jaw hit the floor. Like I had never experienced the power of God like that, the intimacy of God to speak so powerfully into your life. He knows your story. He knows your questions. And it was like, boom i went down the next day and enrolled in Pasadena City College and then went on to Cal Poly and pursued my degree but i think i think part of what we want to offer in today's podcast is everybody's looking to find their way and one of the most powerful things that god uses is other people speaking into your life To bring that, like that counsel, that encouragement, that direction, that's available. And I know that you had some of that as you were thinking about getting married. Like you were meeting with guys that were a little older than you. Right. Yeah, I was. It
0: was one of the things that felt like some bit of clarity that I knew I wanted to be getting some premarital counsel. It didn't feel like counseling, but it did feel like I wanted to know what I was getting myself into. Right. Susie and I jumped into that together and were kind of just making ourselves available to receive words from some older folks. And I just remember one of the things that they were talking about was protecting the we, protecting the two of you, just letting that be – knowing that it's fragile and letting it be that way and creating the margin in your life to take care of that, which was really good because as you're jumping into marriage, you're just thinking about all different things like we're moving. She was about to start her program. There were so many ways that we could have – not. And we want to be social and see friends. And to receive that counsel, maybe in that fathering, that that finding of our way through yeah. those older guys, yeah. that is huge for yeah. us.
1: Yeah. And praying, obviously, asking, seeking God to bring it, and then kind of having eyes open to it. Because it's not that all counsel that comes along is great, right? You do have to kind of sift it out. When I got into my young career years, I was desperate for fathering. I just was desperate for an older guy to speak into my life. And an older man did and really recommended that I go to Washington, D.C. and work in social ethics and the justice movement. And yeah, I had some savvy in that. And yeah, some of that really intrigued me. I was really influenced by the writings of Francis Schaeffer and A book that he wrote late in his life called A Christian Manifesto talks a lot about the justice movement and Christians making a difference in the world in that way. And so – but it was not a good fit for me. And I took that advice simply because I was desperate for fathering. I kind of look back on it now and go, I didn't really ask God about that. I was just so hungry to have someone speak into my life that I just sort of ran with it, Mm -hmm. right? Again, because of that twin dilemma of it feels like. Feels like you're on your own to figure your life out. And the hunger for fathering is always there. Right. It in, is. In all of us. It's actually where this was
0: the real power and motive behind killing lions. That was the desire of of you and of me. That I was looking for that, of craving that direction and craving that fathering, craving just wise counsel to be spoken into my life and that we wanted to be able to model that for other guys because we were having those conversations. Mm-hmm. We were modeling mm-hmm. that, that we were trying to kind of find our way together. There were so many conversations that we both were learning throughout the process. Yeah. and It was a huge invitation.
1: Yeah. There's a famous story about Schaeffer who started the Labrie movement, which became these very influential Christian study centers around the world. And this was late 60s, 70s, the hippie culture, a lot of young people looking for answers. And the story of Schaeffer in his chalet in Switzerland, pounding on the walls in frustration, saying, there are answers. There mm-hmm. are answers. And out of that earnest desire to bring answers to young people at his time, he founded the Lebrie movement. And I think that was the spirit behind killing lions. Like, there are answers. It's not all just journey and you know, questions and doubt and... uh, You're on your own. Yeah, it's not. Like there are solid answers. And so that's why we put Killing Lions out there and feedback has, has been really, really good. Gotten some really wonderful responses on this book and it is about to be graduation season and we're just thinking about all those young guys graduating high school graduating college that are exactly where we were, like exactly in those positions of on the one hand, you know, feeling like it's up to you. And on the other hand, just yearning for someone to speak into your life. And listeners, you may not have a son graduating from high school or college, but I bet you you know someone, you know, cousins, nephews, grandsons, kid in your youth group kid down the street. Uh, this young man that walks his dog every day down our street. And I just look at him. And I see how lost he is on his face. And Stacy was so cute the other day. She's like, I'm going to give him killing lions. I'm just going to give it to him, you know, because you can just see he's just, he's searching and needing someone to speak into his life. And so here's what we're doing, gang. We want to put a vision in front of you. This is a phenomenal time of year to speak into a young person's life, and in particular, young men. And so what we're doing at Ransomed Heart here is we want to put this in your hands, like for you to be able to give Killing Lions to young men in your world. So what we're going to do, Sam and I are going to sign, personally sign copies. So you can't get these obviously in bookstores, but you can get them here at Ransomed Heart For you to be able to give to young men in your world. And I'm telling you, like, you could change their life. Like, you could change their life. And thinking about the few pieces of advice that you got along the way in your journey. Right. Yep. Those words spoken at the right time change, like, the direction and the trajectory
0: of the rest of your life. They They really do. They
1: do. They do. And then, like, to do that for someone else and to offer that to someone you know, absolutely huge. We actually just got an email this weekend from a friend of the ministry who just sent an encouraging story, and what he actually did was took a screenshot of a text that he got, and the text was from a young man that he had sent killing lions to, and then he didn't hear from him for months, which is kind of how it goes, because there's that independent thing, you know, I'm going to find my own way. But underneath is the hunger for fathering and to have someone speak into your life and So he finally cracks the book, and months later, this friend of ours and friend of the ministry got the text back, and the text was simply, this is the best book I've ever read. Hmm. So here's the vision, gang. Like, you remember what it was like. You know what it's like right now, like, to have someone speak into your life and offer direction, some words of counsel, encouragement, just that I know where you're at. Like, I get it. I understand what you're going through. And here's a little bit of direction. Like, you remember how much you longed for that. Some of you remember receiving it and how powerful it was and life-changing. So here's the vision, not just for mom and dads, just everybody listening. Like, ask Jesus, who is in my world that, one, I can just begin to speak into and just personally offer some words of direction And then in particular, Jesus, who are the young men in my world that I can give a graduation gift or just an end-of-the-year gift of killing lions to and maybe change their life forever? So if you come to RansomedHeart.com before May 16th, that'll get us time to get them signed and get them to you. Sam and I are just kind of personally signing books and offering this as a way of reaching out and maybe rescuing a lot of young lives from a lot of pain and sorrow and pointing them in a great direction and frankly like we are all still longing for someone to speak into our life like that doesn't end in your high school or college years it doesn't end in your 20s or your 30s and the beautiful thing is as you're praying and asking God add that to your prayers of Jesus send someone send someone who can speak into my life and then be open for the hundred creative ways he will do it I mean you'll hear a sermon you'll be listening to the radio you'll be having coffee with a friend you'll open a book that you haven't opened for years like God is intimate and very able to speak into our lives through other people through just hundreds of creative ways you've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast this one with John and Sam Eldridge for more information, we always invite you to come to our website at ransomedheart.com. Check out Ransomed Heart TV now for all kinds of great video content, fresh video content coming on there every month. And also check out our live stream events there on Ransomed Heart TV because we broadcast something for men and something for women every month from the Outpost here as well. So thanks for listening in.